Welcome to this Grandma's Life podcast. I'm your host, Thesia Ellis. Get ready to laugh, learn, and grow with me as we explore growing old in an ever-changing world. Today is January 18, 2024, and this is episode 53, my word of the year for 2024. <laughs> All right, first thing is, is uh, farm happenings. Okay, so first I need to do a little prerequisite because Sometimes I can't remember if I told you I had surgery on my foot December 19. Uh, I had two bone spurs. I had a, a large uh, calcified knot on the back of my heel. And and, I, and they said I had three tendon tears too. But apparently this doctor doesn't do that. So I don't know if my tendon tears are going to be there forever. And I'm just going to learn to live with them or even how they feel. These could be way old injuries uh, <clears throat> that I've been living with all along anyway. but. Um, with the knot on the back of my heel and, and anybody's ever had bone spurs, you know how those feel, but the knot on the back of my heel, I couldn't even wear regular shoes. So I had surgery and, uh, they put a cast on, well, no, I, the first two days I was in a regular big bandage. And, uh, then two days after the surgery, they put me in a cast for two weeks. After the two weeks, they cut that cast off, put stitches, pulled the stitches out of my foot on the back of my heel and then put a cast on it for two more days. And, uh, I did get that cast off yesterday and now I'm in a boot, but getting around has been interesting. I have not been able to participate in chores very often at all. If there's been any sort of inclement weather, I just can't, well, I've, I tried to do it with the knee scooter that was loaned to me and our ground is just too hilly and too bumpy and is, it was just, it beat me up. I mean, I didn't even actually ride on the scooter. I just spent the entire time lifting the front wheels and putting them down, lifting the front wheels and putting them down. And it really exhausted me. Um, so I, I did the crutches and that worked out pretty good when the weather was good. I was able to take the crutches and go down to the barn and put feed in the a wagon and tie a rope around my waist. And if you ever go to my Instagram uh, uh, page, you'll see me. It was Thesea. Uh, I think it's Thesea Ellis at Thesea Ellis, something like that. And uh, you can you can see where I have the rope tied around my waist and tied to the wagon behind me. And I'm crutching all the way out to the pigs and stuff. And I won't lie, that wore me out too. I couldn't get very much done. And I certainly couldn't go over, over the fences to change water and stuff like that. But whatever I could do to help Tom do chores is what I was willing to do. But when the weather got bad, I couldn't do it at all. Well, like after a rain, I tried to go into the barn and the floor in the barn was very slippery and I almost fell twice just getting into the barn. So I had to quit that altogether. And then when the, the snow and ice and all the other stuff that's happened here in the, in the deep freeze the last couple of weeks, uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't go out in at all. So my poor husband has been, been the one that's been having to do it all. I have, oh, and I think I told you about this. I, I think I fell up the stairs twice. And uh, one, the first Sunday after my surgery, I was trying to do crutches and go down the stairs. <laughs> I don't know why I just fell backward. That was a weird one. I think that was my story of the, of, of the day for that one. Well, I fell again. And, and it's kind of interesting because I've actually had learned to, to navigate pretty good. Um, I've decided that I am dangerous on steps, especially wooden steps that get slippery when they're wet. And uh, so I have a towel that 
when I'm going down the stairs, I scoot down on my butt. And uh, when I'm going up the stairs, I'm kind of doing a crawly thing, but my knee kind of gets wore out. So I was using the towel for a cushion and moving, going both up and down the stairs. I was moving the towel with me to get up and down the stairs. And then the posts that hold up the covering over the um, porch, I was able to use it to pull myself up and either get back on the crutches or get on the knee scooter or something like that. One way or another, I was able to get around. And I did that at basketball games and stuff too. I was scooting up and down um, steps and with either the, mostly the scooter because I had camera and all that other stuff with me. So I was trying to do the scooter stuff. And uh, I was, if I needed to, I would scoot, I would drag the scooter up the steps with me and then take it near to where I was sitting. And, but once or twice I was able to leave it at the bottom of the steps and nobody messed with it. And I was grateful for that. But the one day I did fall and it, I fell pretty hard. And <laughs> I was, so what I do is I would crutch to the back of the car and throw the crutches in the back and then pull the scooter out and, um, that was when what I would do when I was go, getting where I was going. And I was coming home from a basketball game where I just got home from a basketball game. I crushed around to the back of the car and was trying to open the hatch. You know how hatches on cars on SUVs, they, they open up. And uh, I was standing too close to the car on my crutches. And instead of hopping backward, I tried to lean and I lost my balance. And I'm hopping on one foot. And trying to catch my balance because I put the crutches aside to, well, I put one crutch aside to be able to get into to the back of the car. And I'm hopping around and hopping around. And I finally fell. Oh, I fell hard and uh, boogered up the end of my toe of the bad foot and because and, I had gouged it into the gravel. I'm laying 10 feet from the car trying to figure out how to get up. <clears throat> and I did. I was pretty proud of myself. I got the crutch and I was able to pull myself up with the crutch and stuff. But I was sore for a few days after that one. So, and apologies. I think I have a sinus infection that I'm dealing with. And so I, I'm a little congested and I get a little frog in my throat and cough occasionally. And I'm very sorry about that. Another thing that's happening on the farm is Candy and Beethoven, my two livestock guardian dogs, uh, Candy was hurt pretty bad one morning. She had a pretty big gash on her snout and she was limping with her left front foot. And uh, so it took her, she took her two or three days to just even kind of come around and be somebody again. And I got to looking and, and Candy is the one that will take on coyotes and stuff. And so if any of them get hurt, she's the one that gets hurt the most. And Beethoven, because he's so slow, Usually by the time he gets there, the fight's over, but apparently he got into the fight this time too. He was hurt considerably less. His left hip hurts him and he's got a, a little cut underneath his eye, but they've been, uh, it's taken them a while to get over this surgery, not surgery, this, the, whatever battle they had gotten to. I'm saying it's coyotes. I was not there. I don't know what was happening, but, but whatever it is, I'm hoping the dogs won because they did get injured and I feel bad for them. Because I can't go outside, I have brought had brought several plants inside once the weather was getting bad, and they were looking kind of rough. So I thought, well, I can prune them, I can do stuff with them, and so I pruned indoor plants the other day and made them look good. Then I started testing some seeds. I got some apple seeds that you know when we say all the apples. Well, that's not true. <clears throat> My husband bought trees and he planted them. My apple trees that are down by the vineyard, I started from seed. 
and I label them, but I can't remember what they are. But I've got I've got some more apple seeds that I had uh, saved to so they can go through that process of having the chill hours and stuff. And I've got three apple seeds that I managed to save, and I'm there. I'm in the process of seeing if they're going to sprout now. So I was testing them. Um, I found my onion seeds, my uh, some pear seeds from uh, a neighbor that has a beautiful big pear tree, and I saved some of the uh, seed from his pears. And uh, asparagus seeds. I'm going to try again to start asparagus from seed. Although the crowns work a lot better, apparently. Uh, Kinsey's car is down. And that's unfortunate because we have three vehicles. My car that we all use all the time. And I love that car, the Toyota RAV4. And then Kinsey has her 2010 Ford something. I never can remember the name of it. A little sedan. and. Uh, so, you know, it's had a, it's got a few miles on it. She, take, she takes excellent care of it and stuff. But a few months ago, the power steering, I think, is a rack and pinion set. I didn't even know that they had rack and pinion along with power steering. But apparently the rack and pinion part of it went out. And $1,500 later, we got it fixed. Well, apparently it's out again. And we're trying to get hold of the the guy who does, the mechanic who does that. So maybe, hopefully, the part is under warranty. And we could just have to pay for labor, which I really don't even want to do that yet. Now, it has nothing to do with the mechanic. They did a fine job. It's just, I don't know. But so we're without that car. And then we've got Tom's work truck and it's filthy. It's a, it's a cool truck. It's an 04 Rumblebee. And it, I don't know if even, if you don't know what a Rumblebee is, you need to look it up. The 2004 uh, Dodge Rumblebee was bright yellow with a, a, a big stripe down the back of the, by the back wheel or behind it something like that with a b with tires on it and it's it's a classic car i mean not classic but it's it was worth a lot of money when it was brand new and he hasn't taken care of it and i'm sure it's still worth some money but it it's filthy it's not been well taken care of and nobody wants to drive it i'll drive it when i have to go to kansas or or when we have to pull a uh, pull a trailer or something we'll drive it but as a general rule it sits in the proper on the property and not doesn't go anywhere so it's kind of a bummer when kenzie's car is down in fact i'm without a car today because she's going to school she had uh, she has an appointment this afternoon and then she's got work tonight and unless i want to actually get out and uh, out and about take her teaching every one of those things she's driving uh, I'm going to need the car tomorrow. I'm going to have to do that some. So I'm ready for her car to get to uh, get better again. We uh, had did the best we could to get ready for the cold weather that arrived. And I tell you what, no joke, people, that was cold. And I feel really bad because I was not able to get out in it with Tom when he was working on all the animals and stuff. There were times when at least I could get to the barn and I could feel the the water jugs for him. So when he was hauling water, I, there, our bathroom has our hidey hole. It's a big concrete room that we made into the bathroom. And if we turn on one of those, I don't know what they call them, oil heaters. They look like radiators, but they plug in. And uh, if we keep one of those in there, everything stays thawed out. So that's how we were able to get water to our animals all during that deep freeze. Yesterday was the first day it got up above freezing. And today it's going to be above freezing. And then the next three days we're going to be where it doesn't get above freezing again. So uh, we've actually weathered it pretty good. Uh, the skirting on this house, I can't keep it in place. I keep trying. It's just too tall on the north end and the wind is too strong. 
I've got more plans to try to fix it. But basically on the north end of the house, we had some skirting that was flopping in the wind. So Tom took some plywood and propped it up with um, two befores. And it seems to have helped enough that I think the only thing we've lost this through this whole week of uh, sub freezing temperatures was um, the water supply for the toilet on that end of the house in our new bathroom that we had got built finally. So <clears throat> that was off for a few days and then uh, it's, it's back and I'm glad for that, but that's pretty good. I mean, we kept the water dripping. I can't imagine what our water bills can be like our electric bill. You know, I can't, I can't think about that, but we felt we fared it pretty good, honestly. And I'm grateful for that. And that's all for the farm happenings. Now we got my three things. Actually, I've only got two things today. Um, I Because I got my cast off yesterday and I went into a boot, oh, it's kind of interesting because I got it and the doctor goes, all right, you'll be in tennis shoes in two weeks. I'm going, okay. And I won't lie. I've been apprehensive about being on this foot and uh, to, and it's cool, but I've tried put uh, yesterday at first, even with the boot on, I was trying to put weight on it, and it wasn't taking hardly any weight at all. I'm thinking, dang, two weeks is going to go <laughs> fast. And I, by the end of the evening last night, I was able to put equal weight on both feet. Not full weight on the left foot. They had the surgery, but I was able to stand with equal weight on it, and that was pretty good. And today, I've actually, and it's, it's only 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm tired from it, but I've been working with it, and I... With a crutch, I'm able to walk, and uh, I'm kind of proud of myself. It's I'm sore and I'm tired already, but I, you know, I'm not I'm not doing two crutches. I'm actually putting weight on that foot and walking, so it's it's going good, and I'm really grateful. And number two of my three things, which is only two today, is to get this podcast finished. I had had it on my three things for like three days. Because on my Grandma's Homestead channel, I did my word of the year and I put it up on my regular YouTube channel. And then I was going to do basically the same thing for this. But I thought, no, this is this Grandma's life. I got to do farm happenings. I got to do my quotes. I got to do all that other stuff, too. So I had to do all the research to get things together for that. And it took some extra time. So that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing today is of my three things. The second one is to get this podcast done. <coughs> excuse me what i'm reading we're back in we're still back in the happiness advantage by sean acor it was written in 2010 and we're on principle number six the 22nd rule how to turn bad habits into good ones by minimizing barriers to change and let me find where it starts there it is So on page 148, the sentence says, habits are like financial capital. Forming one day is an investment that will automatically give out, give out returns for years to come. And uh, I had never thought of it that way because we're all we're told all of our lives to save money. Then we even see the charts that show how much we would have if we at a certain point if we had saved a specific amount of money amount of money over a specific amount of time, and uh, but the same principle can be applied to our habits. If we set up a habit and do it regularly, the the returns will will come back will be very much like as if we were investing in with money. 
On page 152, the reason willpower is so ineffective at sustaining change is that the more we use it, the more worn out it gets. And he goes on to, with, a, with an analogy here that I thought was interesting, is one of the many studies on the subject of willpower, Baumeister and his colleagues invited college students into their lab, instructing them not to eat anything for at least three hours prior to the experiment. Then he split them into three groups. Group one was given a plate of chocolate chip cookies, which they were told not to eat, as well as a healthy plate of radishes. Radishes. So which they were welcome to eat at the heart's content. Group two was presented with the same two plates of cookies and radishes, but they were told they could eat off of which place, plate they liked. And group three was given no food at all. Often enduring these situations for a significant length of time, the three groups were given a set of simple geometric puzzles to solve. Note that the pro, uh, let me see. And the students who had used every ounce of their willpower to avoid eating the enticing chocolate chip cookies didn't have the willpower or mental energy left to struggle with a complex puzzle, even though avoiding cookies and persisting on a puzzle are seemingly co and completely unrelated. <clears throat> I believe that we all have some memory of a time when we really tried to exercise willpower and failed. And then so instead of so establishing new habits instead can help us completely avoid the need to exercise willpower because we have a substitution in its place. So that was what was from the principle number six, the 22nd rule, how to turn bad habits into good ones by minimizing barriers to change. The quote of the day, cherish your vision and your dreams as they are the children of your soul, the blueprints of your ultimate accomplishments, Napoleon Hill. Now I'm going to read this one again, and then I'm going to talk to you about Napoleon Hill. I, was, I have to admit, I was a little surprised. Cherish your vision and your dreams as they are the children of your soul, the blueprints of your ultimate accomplishments. Napoleon Hill. Now, I don't, I'm sure most of you at one point or another have heard of Napoleon Hill, and those of us who are trying to make our way through life have read Think and Grow Rich, which is what he's most famous for. So, but you also know that when I do a quote of the day, I look up the author of the quote and just try to learn a little bit about them. And uh, so that I can kind of, I don't know, because I like, I like to learn stuff. And I was very surprised that a man that wrote Think and Grow Rich and has <clears throat> affected lives positively and so much in the in in these years from this book <laughs> was such a scoundrel <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> um <clears throat> he was born october 26 1883 in a one-room cabin near pound virginia his father was unofficially a dentist and he was a moonshiner his mother died when he was nine but his new stepmother, a widow, was a good influence on Hill. <clears throat> At 13, he began writing as a mountain reporter. At 15, he married a local girl who claimed he was a father of her ba baby, but later changed his story so their marriage was annulled. So, which means he probably <laughs> contributed, but apparently was not the one. I don't know. In 1903, he married again, and a daughter was later born. Hill is alleged... alleged 
to physically abuse his family and frequented, frequented with prostitutes. I don't know why my mouth is not working. After a failed business with fraud charges in Mobile, Alabama, his wife filed for divorce. In D.C., he found the Automobile College of Washington where students assemble cars without pay. And so that ended up with fraud charges and stuff, too. In 1910, he married again into a wealthy family and had three sons. In Chicago, more fraud, failed businesses, lawsuits, laundering funds meant for a veteran's charity, and schools proving to be scams. <clears throat> so he divorced again in 1935, and then he remarried again in 1936, where he and his that current wife joined a cult in Florida, and then they got a divorce in 1940. He remarried one more time in 1943 and moved to California. And during that time, he started the Napoleon Hill Foundation in 1963. He finally died at the age of 87 of November 8th, 1970 in Greenville, South Carolina. That, I had no idea. <laughs> you know, everybody has their own story. Everybody has their lives. You know, I've got my own story too. I'm not going to lie. But I don't know. I was just surprised at how much trouble he had gotten into over the years and how much he had frauded people and everything. It was just interesting. <clears throat> All right. The scripture of the day is the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. And I have come that they may have life and live it to the full. John 10, 10. Let me say that one more time. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. John 10, 10. All right. This will bring us into our main subject. My 2024 word of the year. Um, first, let's go back a little bit and think, talk about what, why a word of the year. And uh, anybody who's, uh, any of you who had part of uh, Nicole Sauce's group for Living Free in Senate Tennessee, know that she has a lady in her, her network that had, presented us with the word of the year and it basically it boils down to is you decide what it is that you want to accomplish in the upcoming year focus it down to one word and you have to do a lot of introspection you have to think about what word fits what doesn't fit why and, and some of them even break it down even further and i have not but some of them you know like nicole she will ch choose a word and then she <clears throat> looks at the what she i think she calls it the dark side of it okay let's say grow she wants to grow like her coffee business and she's talking about growing the coffee business but she also knows that grow growing hurts is painful so she knows that by wanting to grow it's going to be a difficult process and there's going to be things that happening that will make it even more difficult so she breaks it down for that i have not done that i'm sure a lot of you guys are smart and can do something like that so <clears throat> The first year that I was uh, aware of this this concept, I was was nineteen. It was twenty twenty nineteen twenty twenty twenty, and I had chosen persevere. I was I was going through a lot at that time. We were living in a camper and had been living in it for several years. I had I was going through uh, some significant eczema and other illnesses, food food allergies, and everything. I was physically a mess, and. Uh, so I chose persevere to feel like that I could uh, hang in there and keep going and stuff. But at the same time, I felt like with this word persevere, I was just hanging from a thread. And 
it wasn't a positive word for me. So I, for the next year, I chose a more positive word to focus on. And that, and that for 2021, I chose thrive. That was an excellent word for me, choosing to thrive. And uh, actually, um, I did start begin to thrive. This when we first was able to start begin, beginning it, being able to get into this house. And uh, I think that's the year I came up with the, the, the phrase live until you die and stuff like that. It was just for my motto. I'm sure somebody else has already said it and everything, but that was my motto for myself. Was, and when you hear at the end of my videos, you'll hear me say live until you die. So I, um, that was a good, that was a good word for me for that year. And then 2022, I had chosen build and I had chosen build because I was trying to learn how to build a website, you know, uh, for, for grandma's homestead. I think that's what the year I was, I don't remember what it was. Uh, I was trying to build my YouTube channel. We were trying to build various infrastructures like around the farm, like, and, you know, like the brooder shed and stuff like that. And I was trying to do the uh, trailer house remodel, which I am still working on, but that I was trying to build things and learn to build things. And, and uh, so I had chosen build and uh, one serendipity that was though, is I ended up building some wonderful relationships. That was a year that I got to go to the Living Free in Tennessee workshop. I met people, learned a lot, made friends, just really people were so good to me at that workshop. And I had also gone to the Self-Reliance Festival, was able to reconnect with some of those friends and, and even got to speak at that one. And so it was just, I think it was that one. Yeah, it was that one. And I don't know. I can't keep track, but I made some, built some good relationships. And so build, that was a pretty good one for me for that year too. Not only when we're doing building infrastructure, doing physical building of things, but I was able to build some relationships. And as someone who has a large portion of my life, I was moving every two to four years and, and, and literally moving to other states and every seven years or something. So building relationships has never been a strong point of mine. So this has been kind of a cool thing. Last year, my word was prosper. I had wanted, I want to prosper. I want to start making some money. I want to be able to, uh, uh, I don't know. I think it was just another der derivative of thrive, but I wanted to prosper financially and stuff too. I don't know what I did wrong, but this word didn't work out for me last year. Uh, I have, I was thinking at the time that I was going to have the Idaho pasture pigs. I was going to have lots of piglets. I was going to sell piglets uh, uh, while I, they were registered and they're, they're not cheap. So I thought that would do that. And basically that kind of, fell through mainly because I don't know how to market, but people in this area, not even the, you know, cause we've got, we got ag at the school and stuff, but they, but apparently the Idaho pasture pig has not become popular in this area yet. So nobody knows anything about that pig and nobody wants to buy one. So uh, I just, I have, I'm struggling what to do with them, what with my pigs and, and getting them moved. I'm not moving them as often as I should. Cause apparently I should have taken a different tact or of something with my fencing and I don't know, they do pretty good once they're in the fence getting them moved is, is the big challenge for me. Um, I had a lot of losses with my birds this year. I don't know what to do with my turkeys. I was thinking that I was going to be raising my own turkeys so I can have my own food because for a couple of years, 
I don't know, three or four years, I couldn't eat beef, wheat, pork, dairy. So that left me with chicken and, and turkeys. So I had raised the broad-breasted for a couple of years, and I've got, I've still got turkeys in the freezer. <coughs> but as you, you know how the things are going on in the world right now, I wanted to be able to establish, make sure that I still had food, regardless of what happens in the rest of the world. So I have a breeding trio of uh, black slate turkeys. Well, I don't eat turkey anymore. And so I have, I've got these three birds that I don't know what to do with either. Cause I've tried to sell them. And like I said, marketing. <laughs> so I don't know. I've just, and I had a lot of losses with my birds, with my chickens and my ducks and stuff. So I, it's, I've not been focused with my animals and I haven't done a good job of marketing anything, selling anything or doing any of that stuff. So that part didn't work for me either. I have been focused on Kinsey, my granddaughter. She wants to do, uh, you know, she participates in sports and basketball and softball and stuff. And, <clears throat> you know, you don't make money when you focus on that, but that's okay. She is my priority. My foot surgery, <clears throat> I'm very happy that I had it. And I'm very sorry about my throat, guys. Let me get a quick drink. I'm glad I had it because I didn't, the doctor had told me that it wasn't that bad. It was bad, but it wasn't that bad. One other doctor told me it was real, real bad and I needed to get it fixed right away. And the, and the actual surgeon goes, I've seen worse, you know, I'm going, well, what do I do to get better? Oh, it's not going to get better. And I said, so what do I need? He goes, oh, you need surgery, you know, because it's not going to get better. So I, I had debated what to do for a long time. Do I just wait until the pain is unbearable? You know, I'm already not able to wear regular shoes and I need to crawl back up on the roof. I've got stuff that I need to do that I need to wear shoes for. So I really struggle with it for a long time. Do I get the surgery right away or do I wait until the pain is unbearable and I'm going to be out of, out of pocket during that time? In the long run, I decided that it's probably better for me to do it during the winter. I didn't know we were going to have this huge cold. Usually our cold snaps are, you know, they start in January and they in February. February is when we usually have the really bad weather. And I really thought that by the time the really cold weather be over, I'd be back on my feet. But it was also the time when Kinsey was at, uh, when, I, when I scheduled the surgery, it was like right the day after her last basketball game of, of the year and was going to go on. Christmas break and so by the time she had her next ba basketball game uh, I would already be two weeks after the surgery and stuff so that's how kind of how I timed it and everything but I won't lie guys this surgery has made me feel very old I was amazed I mean okay I slept almost constantly for the first two days after surgery okay that's that's where it goes you know um, but for <clears throat> two weeks I slept a lot and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, I need to get up and be somebody. And even it's been a month now and I'm tired. You know, some days I have pretty good days and I'm able to get uh, stuff done, but I'm sore. I'm physically sore all over whether I'm doing crutches or uh, my left knee is not happy about being on the knee scooter all the time, but on the knee scooter, at least I can carry things. I can do things and stuff where on crutches, I really can't do housework very easily and stuff. So I've been pushing myself physically so that I can not a complete vegetable or whatever you call it, a, a, you know, 
but I'm exhausted by the time I go to bed. Sometimes I crash even earlier than that. So it's made me feel very old and I've had to step back and think, what do I want my, my word of the year to be this next year? Am I too old to think about it? I don't know. And even though my word of the year was prosper this last year, I did not learn how to make money. So I'm sitting there trying to figure out what to do, you know, and several weeks ago, I'm pretty sure I came up with this word. I had another one and changed it, but I like to think of it early. A lot of people start in October, which actually is a good idea when you start contemplating what it is that you want to accomplish in the next year and what word you want to do, because you can come up with a whole bunch of words and then you spend a couple of days thinking about it. Is that really what you want? You know, so it works out. And I have had the word proper for a long time, but because I've been so tired, I haven't done the, the videos and stuff to tell you about it. So um, as I was contemplating this word, I, when I turned 50, I understood that I had more, I had lived more of my life than I was likely to have left to live. And uh, because I had been so physically exhausted from this surgery, I was wondering, will I even have the energy to do even a fraction of what I want to accomplish? And I still to this day believe I will. Uh, I, I'm a, I, I come from a long line of stubborn in my family, so I believe I will. And so in that case, my word of the year for this year is live. I'm going to live. If I'm tired, I'll live a little more slowly. If I have energy, I'm going to live with energy. I am going to live until I die. Just like I tell you guys quite often. <clears throat> and it also correlates with living your dash. And I've talked to you guys about this before too. When you look at a tombstone, there are two dates on it. The date that a person is born and the date that that person has died. And that dash in the middle is the life that they lived. So I also want you to consider what is your dash? What are you doing with your dash? And so my word of the year is 2024 is live. I'm going to live my dash until I die. I'm going to enjoy every life, every moment that I can. I'm going to laugh as often as I can. I'm going to have do as much as I can. And on days that I can't, I just won't. That's the way it is. I do not, however, want to accept my age as a sign of giving up and watching television until I die. That's part of the thing. I've watched a lot of television this last month. I've been lucky. I like to watch football. It also correlated with the college playoffs. And now we're in the middle of the professional football playoffs. So at least I'm not just vegging in front of the television and seeing completely nothing. And about the only other thing I really enjoy, and I, don't, I still haven't done too much of that, and that's okay too, is good movies. I figured that if I was completely completely exhausted i could sit and watch a good movie or something because i don't watch i don't watch television i you know i'm like many of you who are out there go getting you don't you don't have a lot of time for television but when uh i when i was down after surgery i did a lot of television watching but i think i'm ready to get up get around and not watch so much television so i'm ready to get back 
to live. Okay. I'm going to get back to life and I'm going to live, put it that way. So that's my word of the year. <clears throat> I forgot to put in there my story of the day. I guess you could, my story of the day, I could tell you is that when I was out there jumping around on the, oh, yeah, actually, I'm thinking about it. I'm actually really proud today because when they cut the cast off of me and said, okay, put the boot on and you can walk. And I'm going, ooh, ooh, you know, I was scared, you know. And she goes, and I said, am I walking out of here today? Because honestly, when I got my knee, my right knee rebuilt, cleaned out, I guess it's the word for it. I had surgery. Oh, my heater just kicked on, guys, underneath my feet. But uh, they did the surgery. They they repaired a medial meniscus and uh, several torn ligaments. And they woke me up and they said, okay, walk out to the car. And I'm still under anesthesia, basically. And I walked out to the car. Thank God. This hospital didn't do that to me. They made sure I was awake. They made sure I could get around and they put me in a wheelchair and even had valet services and helped me get into the car. But uh, whenever they told me yesterday that I could start walking with the boot, I won't lie. I've been apprehensive and I've tried, like I've said, well, I was putting weight, you know, switching weight back and forth and stuff. But yesterday I could not put very much weight on that foot even with the boot on well today i'm tired but i am able to walk with just one crutch and i even went out to the barn and walked back i went up and down the stairs without scooting on my butt i'm getting emotional <laughs> because i come a long way this morning so i'm really grateful for that all right <clears throat> My question of the day is, have you determined your word of the year? I would love to hear of your word of the year. And right now, I guess what you need to do is just email me at theciaellis at gmail.com. I'm going to, I've got a website, grandmashomestead.farm. And I, apparently I need to set up some sort of email so that you can do there because they're changing some rules with uh, one of the things. And if you do it, that might not get through, but if you do, do it directly through Thesea Ellis at gmail.com, tell me what your word of the years and tell me how you came up to that word and, and what you plan on doing with it. Okay. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but I talk about the self-reliance festival quite a bit. It's coming up again already. April 6th and 7th is a self-reliance festival in Camden, Tennessee. Go to the link below. If you're uh, thinking about attending that would be great because uh, I get a commission off of it if you choose that link. There's several things here. Um, the VIP is $450, and there's lots of extras for this. They have they bring it catering in for, I mean, you get to do a listen to all the speakers and all that other stuff anyway with the regular one. With the VIP, they have a special concert on, I think it's Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night, and uh, they, have, they have a catered-in meal. And uh, there's several different other favorite things. It's really cool and that you get to uh, have $450 for that. And that covers both days and stuff, too. But for other people, if you want to get in there and, and uh, attend the Self-Reliance Festival, and guys, I'm telling you, it was life-changing for me. The early bird pricing on right now is $85. That gives you for both days and you, you can listen to any speaker you want to go to any class you want to, you know, uh, in and out. There's going to be there's a lot of really neat vendors there. Um, they're beginning where uh, they're choosing more carefully the vendors that they choose. Because, you know, every, every once in a while you get like 
if you got three vendors that are all doing uh, skincare, or you got three vendors that are selling honey or something like that, it kind of makes it a little bit rough for the vendors themselves. So they're get they're vetting their vendors whether all the vendors are good. They don't just let anybody in there. They have good vendors, but they're getting it where they don't have somebody with the same thing that they're selling as a person down this down the road there or down the aisle. So early bird price pricing is eighty-five dollars. Um, they're also getting better and better speakers all the time. Oh my gosh, like this last one they had Joel Salatin. And if you don't know who he is, you need to look him up because he is quite He's quite the man in uh, uh, su sustainable living. So also, this is something here, too. They actually have, they always have some sort of a workshop class on Friday. So if you want to get there early, you could do this workshop class. She, This girl, her name is Sunny Puzikas, P-U-Z-I-K-A-S. She has a workshop on Friday. And her thing is, <laughs> she says, fighting like a girl is the bomb. Tap into the concepts of asymmetrical warfare and use your strengths in self-defense. So she's going to have a self-defense class. That's going to be $250 for that. Um, so like I said, you can go and do the cheap route at $85. Do it now before while the early bird special is going. And you'll get plenty with that. I'm serious. That's, that's awesome. And then if you want to do the VIP and actually get into some extra stuff, that's really cool too. And then if you want to get there a day early and learn how to, to kick butt like a girl you should do that too all right guys i would appreciate if you would give me a five-star review on uh itunes or whatever you listen to and uh let people know that i'm here and so i would appreciate that i mean I, this is episode 53 i've been around for a while like i said earlier i've got my website at grandmashomestead.farm um i've got my grandma's homestead youtube channel I have Farm Animal Life YouTube channel. I don't do a lot with the uh, with that channel. Uh, every once in a while, I'll put a camera in with the I don't know with chicks and or you know baby chicks and stuff because those always make the best ones or baby ducks or something like that. And then so I do a long form with that, and uh, so it's usually lasts about an hour. All you do is just watching animals doing their thing. But then I also go through the footage and I pick out something that I think is kind of cute and I make shorts from it too. So that's Farm Animal Life and that's a YouTube channel. Uh, I have the new YouTube channel, the Kinsey Lackey Sports. Um, I, whatever sport Kinsey's doing at the time, I edit stuff down and and uh, that's just basically those are for people who are, I don't know who it's for. People are watching uh, videos of watching her play basketball and uh, and so I've got that Kinsey Lackey Sports. I can be found on Instagram as Thesia Ellis, TikTok is at Thesia Ellis, Facebook is Thesia V, Dayhoff Ellis, and MeWe, Thesia Ellis, Twitter, Thesia E, and Rumble, Thesia E. All right, guys, like I've said before, we're going to live. Let's live and live until you die. God bless. I'll see you next time.